Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1190, air date March 10th, 2023. I just want to welcome everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. What I'd like to talk about is what it takes to really build a movement. That's really what I want to talk about. You know, what it takes to actually build a movement and to cause actual change in the world. And this is a very, very uh, important question. Um, I'll play a video shortly, which we call our Truth, Freedom, Health Anthem video that'll um, sort of give you a synopsis of it. But many of you know, in a few days, uh, in the Christian tradition, a uh, event is coming called Easter. And if you look at the life of Christ, his real enemies were not the obvious establishment, you know, the Roman hierarchy. It was the not so obvious establishment the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, uh, by historical record, seven days before he uh, was killed, he did another temple cleansing. Some of you may, I'll, I'll do a talk on this on Sunday, where he literally took his whip and he went into the temples against these moneylenders who called themselves the Pharisees, okay? And he had done it before to the Sadducees. The reason I bring this up is whether you're a Christian or not is not the point. The point is that even at the time of Christ, when he himself was trying to uh, build a movement to galvanize people on many levels, spiritual and non-spiritual, secular also, but he recognized that those who spoke about, oh yeah, we're into God and we love God, um, but their actions were so divorced from what they actually spoke about. They never walked the walk. And that's who Christ really went after. And if you look in the modern world, that same phenomenon is taking place. And our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, is the only movement on the planet which educates people on the dynamics of how oppression takes place, on the dynamics of how power, profit, and control um, lead people to a point of where they either become desperate or they want to become complacent or they get divided into left or right. This is a very powerful dynamic. But one of the things I want to talk about today is how do you actually build a movement? All right, before we go on, I want to invite each of you to come to our next open house for Truth, Freedom, Health. I personally host the open house every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and then again at 8 p.m. EST. You'll learn about Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a movement, a platform, as well as a community and much more. And we are dedicated to raising your consciousness through education, theory, and action practice. You'll learn how to think beyond left and right, pro and anti, so you may start to see things as they truly are and become a force for real and lasting change in your community. Again, to join us, simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. You'll meet lots of great people from across the world. Again, it's every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and again at 8 p.m. EST. Simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. Be the light. Now let's go back to our program. How do you actually build a movement? And there's some significant theory around this. What you will find is, if you look in the last three years, and I'll give you by way of example, and I'll talk to you right here in Massachusetts, and in, fa- in fact, all over the world, you remember there was an event called a pandemic, right? When that event, the pandemic took place, you had a set of people who were mobilized into action. People who were typically apolitical, never interested. You could call this whole set of people who were not politicians, who weren't activists, suddenly you saw these people getting mobilized into action. And some of you, that may be some of you on this call today, okay? You didn't want, you 
didn't want your child to get vaccinated, right? You didn't want to wear a mask. Um, uh, you uh, realize there's something wrong with the election systems issue and it was affecting your um, ability to be a good citizen. But it had to do with you in this moment in time that compelled you to get involved. You took action. So if you look historically, typically what happens is when dramatic events occur, um, certain groups of people are mobilized into action, not because they have some deep consciousness about wanting to change the world and wanting to fight for good because it affects them. And that's okay. And those people get involved in movements and they participate. And let's say in the case of like when the uh, maybe there's a war that they're against, like the Vietnam War, you know, they wore long hair and they were hippies. And when the war ends, they cut their hair and they go on Wall Street. This happened in the United States. They were done with that single issue. Okay. Or, you know, the mask mandate was taken away. Okay. They go back to work. Okay, uh, we got that taken care of. Or some of these people, every two to four years, they vote in some election. They think that's um, because they care about something, some outcome for themselves. So that level of activism is sort of a one level of activism. Okay, um, it's not a really consciously based activism. And so that's sort of when broad masses of people get involved for something that's um, meaningful to themselves, okay? You can look at this in history when there was child labor, right? Parents got involved and they didn't want that. Or people want, want, wanted the, they didn't want to be working 18 hours a day. They wanted the eight-hour workday. Or some singular issue, people come out. And then when that issue is solved, they go back to their day-to-day -day lives. Does that make sense? All right. Now, there are another set of people who I call a little more conscious people. These people are people who actually have been through some struggle. And there may be some of you on this phone call. You try to change something in your local city or state, right? You actually had the experience of fighting against corrupt people, right? And from that experience, you raised your consciousness. You said, wow, governments are really corrupt. You know, we need to actually build a movement. And it's not just in the... Um, in the in the period when there's something happening that I should get involved, right? But I should be, I should recognize, oh, the vaccine issue and the mask mandates and the war in Ukraine and what's going on right here with my wages are all actually all interconnected. You can't separate these things. And I have to become a good citizen and I have to be continually active and uh, be helping grow a movement. In this case, a movement for truth, freedom, health, right? So that's a different level of consciousness. That's what I would call a leader in your community. Okay, um, you're you're not you're 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 not doing something as a single issue thing because it serves your self interest, and that's okay. But you're interested in you you've raised your consciousness from past experience. Okay, and then there are those of us sometimes just born into this world where you have such a deep conviction. You know, you were born to fight evil, okay? And and that's that's a whole other set of people, okay? But fundamentally, you have at least these three layers of people. Our movement recognizes that without leadership, without people having experiences and consciousness about why you need to build a movement, nothing will ever change substantially. You'll have some issue occurs, you know, people come out, fight for, oh, okay, I, I need to get 50 cents more. My union wants me to protest, hold some signs up. I want 50 cents more. And then they go back to their lives. 
Oh, okay. There was this mask mandate. They took it away. Okay. I'm back to my life. Okay. That in and out, in and out doesn't substantially change the world. What changes the world is when you have enough people and you don't need everyone. When you have enough people raising their consciousness to say, you know what? I'm going to be actively involved in growing and building a movement. Like I'm going to allocate 2% of my life to go do that. And when you get enough people doing that, those people raise consciousness in their local communities among those other people, okay? They give, they compel people into action on a regular basis. They motivate people and they create an enlightened citizenry. That is a movement. And the movement for truth, freedom, and health, which is a movement, it's an educational program, it is technology, it's a platform, it's an innovation. And that innovation took, I would say, millennia to create. No different than this iPhone didn't appear overnight. This iPhone was a creation of physics, engineering, glass, uh, you know, understanding how glass work and transistors and all this stuff went into this. It didn't just appear. And the movement we've created for truth, freedom, and health, it's a movement, it's a program, has come into being out of my own personal journey, out of the personal journey of John Medlar, out of the personal journey of Kinara, and all these people coming together, you know, Crystal Ellis, uh, you know, Emily Cross, and all of you at this point in time, a movement and the infrastructure for that movement is no different than the creation of an iPhone. It is an innovation. Now, in order for that innovation to grow and get more innovative and more and more useful, it demands that you go beyond just being, oh, I just want some food and I just want 50 cents more and I just want, I don't want to wear a mask, to actually being raising your consciousness, consciousness to understand how these movements are created. You become self-reflective. You become truly human. And when that happens, you have change that occurs like that. And in opposition to that occurring, you have these other forces who want not you to become a leader, not you to understand these concepts. They want you to be fat, dumb, and lazy, happy. They want you to outsource your future to this entertainer or to this politician. And they don't want you to learn these skills on how to fight. And then people say, well, why should I fight? You know, it seems like you, you can never win, right? That's one theory. Why should you fight? Well, on a philosophical note, I did a tweet. You know, there's a, someone sent me a book, a very interesting book. And I opened to the page of the book and I said, why am I reading this book? It's very sort of peculiar. And the book turned to a page that is a mission. What is a mission? What is your uh, mission in life? And it said, the purpose in life is to fight evil and to never let evil get away. So it doesn't matter whether you win, you lose, or you think that fight is useless. That's what we're here for. And let that sink in a little bit, what I'm saying. And if you read the book Cyrano de Bergerac, at the end of it, I can't say it in French. That's what he says. He goes, this fight may be useless. You may think you win. You may think you lose. But ultimately, you have to fight. Otherwise, you can just be a slave or think, I'm going to just take care of my little garden. Or I'm going to go... Uh, get depressed, or I'm going to follow this party or that party, but ultimately you have to fight. 
That is a purpose of being here, fighting evil. Now, if enough of us get that consciousness and we have the tools like this iPhone, okay, those fights can be very, very successful. And that is why our movement like this iPhone has come into being and it has never existed before. So those of you, however your life journey bought you here today, you know, it's uh, 11.50 a.m. EST, whatever it is, your life journey, it's, it's individual, but it's also collective. It's both. It's not like one or the other. Your life journey has brought you here. My life journey has brought me here. And collectively, we've created this movement, this technology, this platform called Truth, Freedom, and Health. It's actually a system. It's a system of education, which teaches you this deep understanding. There's some physics and some theory. It gives you the opportunity to practice it. It gives you the opportunity to become a guru, become a teacher, a leader in your community. So our goal, you know, this year in particular is to identify and support those of you who want to take that path. And if you want to take that path, great. If you don't want to take that path, we you can still be a part of the community. We have the concept of you be a member and a supporter, and you can listen to the videos, and we do all of that. But those of you who want to get to that point, we've created the curriculum. We've created the community. We've created every Mondays. We have two versions of the course we offer. Uh, we do these orientations. Saturdays, we have our leadership meeting. But our goal is to enable you to fulfill what we believe is your mission on this planet, which is to be of service and also have adventure, okay? It's not just service, service, but it's have service and have adventure. And that's what we've created. We've created a platform of incredible adventure, but also where you can be of immense value to yourself and others. And that is what Truth, Freedom, and Health is. Truth, Freedom, and Health is a system. It is an infrastructure. It is an innovation to grow a movement but it is all based on you. And we are a catalyst. We have an organizational structure that's evolved bottoms up, by the way. We didn't create a top down. It's emerging bottoms up. It does have structure. It's decentralized, but decentralized doesn't mean you go do whatever the hell you want. Decentralized means you have the same core DNA of understanding, but if one area is removed. It doesn't mean the other area doesn't serve. The knowledge sort of spreads globally. And we have leaders who understand the same principles, okay? The knowledge of physics, Newtonian physics is decentralized. F equals MA still is F equals MA. E equals MC squared is still equals MC squared. You don't suddenly say, well, I think today I'm going to call it equals MC cubed. No. Some people have this notion that decentralization means disorganization. So we've created a decentralized movement that is um, giving people the opportunity to be the highest version of themselves. It connects heaven and earth by giving them this very foundational science. That's what we've created. So if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, and we'll go through that later on, but to close this piece on truthfreedomhealth.com, we've, uh, we've created a very nice website that walks you through what we're doing, why we exist, how people have transformed their lives, the many victories we've had, and the fundamental problem we're solving is to educate you to become a whole systems view person where you see things for what they truly are, not what you want them to be. You break from left and right, and you become a leader. 
That's the trajectory we have. And you don't have to have gone to Oxford or MIT or Harvard. In fact, the knowledge you learn, you will become equivalent to those professors. We're literally bringing, I keep saying, like Prometheus fire to the earth. It took me years to take this very deep knowledge, integrating you know, engineering systems theory at the PhD level at MIT with political theory, with you know, theory of Eastern and Western medicine to put it all together. You know, That's what we've done. So you can't get this knowledge at any major university. And when you get this knowledge, you'll actually be educating. You could go to a Harvard MD, PhD, and you will educate them on the immune system. You can go to a political theorist at Oxford, and you'll educate him on history of movements. You can go to a traditional medical healer all the way in the depths of India, and you'll actually explain to them what are these traditional systems of medicine. It's a very, very profound set of knowledge. You contribute a little amount to get access to this, but when you contribute overnight, you get to be a philanthropist because you. we want you to give this away to as many children as possible. So when you go through this, you can give it away to as many children as you want between the age of 13 through 18. So that's what this is. So in closing uh, on this part of the talk today is movements emerge when leaders emerge and they raise their consciousness and they understand that they need to build a movement. That's what's pretty interesting. It's not a movement is not, oh, okay, oh my God, they did masks to us. Let me come fight. Okay, that's done. Let me go back to my home. No, it's a continual process of being of service to yourself and others. And that is this leadership program. We have the Warrior Scholar Program. We've added in the leadership program. And we want to create amazing leaders globally who become noble, wonderful statesmen in their community. That's what a movement needs right now. Anyway, thank you.